The book was better. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Book Was Better podcast mini-sode. I am Kaylee Clark. I'm Taylor Colette. We're going to talk Studio Ghibli today, but before we get into that, other news has arisen. So Yeah, there's a couple things we want to touch on before we dive into the meat and potatoes of this episode. First, on a... I feel like this is a super a, sad, a, a good news, bad news kind of kind of thing. You want the good news first or the bad news first? Mm, On no, a s- we'll start with the bad, the sad yeah, note. Yeah, the sad note. Um, for those who maybe haven't seen, um, we posted about it on our social media, and I know a bunch of other people did as well. Um, but Robbie Coltrane, who played Hagrid in the Harry Potter movies. Uh, sadly passed away at the age of 72. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just like, for those of you who watched like the Harry Potter special, ugh, like on it, that yeah. HBO did when like they celebrated the Harry Potter anniversary, like I was in tears when they were interviewing Robbie Coltrane and he was like, I, I'm not going to say that I'm not going to know the quote word for word. I'm going to butcher it a little bit. But he said something basically along the lines of my grandkids and my great grandkids will be watching this movie in 50. Like we'll be watching this in 50 years. I won't be here, but Hagrid will be. It's so, and like so sweet. I remember so watching that part and like crying. Yeah. And so it's just like really bittersweet. Because, like, he's he's right. You know, like. He lives on in his film work and. Harry Potter. Was a big part of that. Um, Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He's he's also in Goldeneye. He's in Van Helsing. He's in a lot of things. He he did some voices. He's done voice acting for a lot of things. Yeah, but I Hagrid was his most, I would say, well-known role and like his most like memorable role. And I just Hagrid, especially just as a character, Hagrid, I feel like holds a special place in everyone's heart. It's like that joke that you see online mm-hmm. with Harry naming his son Hagrid Hagrid. Because Hagrid was just like the best ever. The only person who actually ever cared about him yeah, without like, an ulterior motive. Like, <laughs> like Hagrid just was, he was the one that got Harry and brought him and really all of us into this magical world. I felt like in a way yeah. Hagrid introduced all of us to Hogwarts and to the magical world. And Robbie Coltrane did a phenomenal job bringing him to life. And Definitely. Like, he's one of, if you've listened to our episodes, you know, we never said a negative thing about him. He was always perfect. We love. He was always a highlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love Hagrid. Love Robbie Coltrane. And so for, obviously, I mean, it was just as hard when Alan Rickman died. But yeah, it's just something about Hagrid for me as a character and like Robbie Coltrane as an actor 
it feels like a like sorry I hate Snape as a character yeah so it, it's hard because I was like I'm, and Alan Rickman's done a lot and of other stuff it was still stuff. hard when Alan because I loved Alan Rickman from other things also yeah. whereas but, Robbie um, Coltrane I really knew him as, as Hagrid. Hagrid and so it's I feel like and there's like, like almost a what pillar. an amazing thing too because it was that that special was released I mean it was on New Year's so it was almost a year ago now but like the 20th anniversary like that happened yeah 2022 and so like yeah, it's just a it's a like he cruel irony almost yeah like in on one on the one hand like i'm so glad we had that reunion and we got to see those like shots of him and he got to share his thoughts and you know we have that line like I won't be here, but Hagrid will. But then to have him pass, it's just been rough emotionally. So to everyone else out there who is also having a hard time, we are right there with you. And it was very, it's very sad Sad to see. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're sending prayers and good thoughts to all of his family and everyone. Um. Yeah, it's it's always hard when something like that happens, especially because like when you think about it, too, these days, 70 is yeah, that's not that pretty old. young. To, it's pretty young to die, which mm-hmm. was what was so heart wrenching about Alan Rickman, too, is like, yeah, he was he was young. They're not super old. Like, it's not like they're in their 80s or 90s and they're mm-hmm. dying like they were they were young when yeah. when they passed. How old was Alan Rickman when he passed away? I thought he was in his 60s. Like, that's so young. Yeah. To die in your... Like, that's... But he had cancer, so... That's That's just... Its own cruel beast. Yeah. But... Um, So, that was... That's that's sad news, but... um, We wanted to just, you know, take that moment out of the mini-sode to make sure that we talked about it because it was a big deal um but we don't want to bring the mood down too far so swapping to a happier note yeah a real not whiplash. to give you not to give you whiplash Sorry. but take, take a moment pause the mini so take a moment feel emotions take come a back breath. happier okay, note whiplash back the other direction rick um, riordan has uh yeah today Riordan, we learned that we've always said his name wrong it's like i Riordan will or forever say it wrong um yeah. today we're recording on the 18th and he just announced it today so yes we're releasing this episode tomorrow and <laughs> it's fine last minute um but he just announced it and so we at least get to talk about it today which is cool uh he announced the new mm-hmm. percy jackson book He's releasing another and also teased that it might be more than just one book. Yeah. I mean, I could read because he apparently has several outlines for new Percy books. And so. So good. And his and his response to like, hey, if you have several outlines do you plan on writing all of them into books? His response was just, let's see how it goes with this one. <laughs> this one's going to go great. Everyone's going to be so stoked. What is he talking I about? Know, so 
I'm so excited. Um, so yeah, I love so we're Percy. stoked about that. Um, it's gonna be releasing. Not, it, it won't come out for another year. Sadly. But the idea is that we'll get the live action show and a new book all at the same time. So much which Percy. Which would be pretty dope. Won't even be able to handle it. We really got to figure out how we're going to cover TV show adaptations. Yeah, eventually we have to cross that bridge. Efficiently, efficiently on this show because we're we're getting there's there's a lot of a lot of those now where they We'll do a we'll do a practice round with one that's already uh, happened, like a smaller one. Like None of them are small. That's the problem. I feel like this the what's that one with the shadow hunters? The there's three seasons of that show. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I thought like, it only what got do you one. Mean small ones. I thought it only got one. Is there only one movie? Is that what it was? There's only one movie. The TV show go. got three seasons. Dang. <laughs> good on him. Yeah. Um, the Netflix original series for series of unfortunate events, I oh, think, yeah. also has like two or three seasons. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. I'm like, how do we how would we efficiently? I mean, if y'all have any ideas, have please how let us books, know. How do the books overlap the episodes so that we can break it up? We'll just have to go into sizable, doable yeah. chunks. Yeah. If if you guys have a preference on if you want us to go just book by book or season by season or chunk no, of episodes. I don't, I'm not giving them that option. No. No, season by season would be way too hard to cover in just one right. episode. It'll okay. be book by That's book. That's been next. <laughs> That's been next. But a lot of it's, times one season is one book. No, not always. That would be the logical way to do things. I know, but not always. And not with a series of unfortunate events, because... Yeah, that, that series has like 11 books or 13 books or something. Oof. It, it yeah. should be 13. If it's not 13 because of Unlucky 13, <laughs> that was a real oversight on his part. If he wrote 11 books, you couldn't just write two more for that perfect 13 number. I'm going to Google that. How I'm, many I'm already looking it up. Of unfortunate books. There's 14. He wrote one too many. What What are you doing, man? Come on. Should I did it with 13. Uh, so close. But 14, holy crap. I think book 14, though, is just like it. It's an yeah, it's just an epilogue. Oh, is it's like an added book. Yeah. So the real series really does have just 13. OK, good. See, it says as it should. chapter 14 is the epilogue of the 13th book, the end, though it is styled as a 14th book. The fact that it is 14th means that the series will not end in bad luck and the Baudelaire's may finally get some luck into their lives. It's kind of sweet, actually. No. <laughs> the book is the series is called A Series of Unfortunate Events. Oh, man. Anyways, what really helps with those is we're that we're going all over the, the first. Place. The first few are shorter, but then they get pretty lengthy also. Yeah. So that's another series that it's like, I would really like to do it, but it would be difficult so someday we'll figure it out someday anyways bringing anyway. it back new percy jackson we're stoked it's called the something chalice of the chalice of the gods i don't know something with a chalice 
In the Chalice of the Gods, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. And it explicitly states Percy, Annabeth, and Grover, OG3. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Stoked. That'll be exciting. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise... Last week, we did Studio Ghibli's uh, House Moving Castle and compared it to its book adaptation um, or compared the movie adaptation to its original book. (laughs) And in doing so, we realized that. um, I mean, there's probably others. I haven't looked too closely at how many of Hayao Miyazaki's films are based or inspired by books. Um, but um, we really like Studio Ghibli films. So in case we won't be able to talk about all of them, and I don't think we will be able to, we're going to talk about some of our favorite Studio Ghibli movies because movies are a part of this podcast. And um, yeah. Oh, there like, are quite a... I didn't realize how many are based on books. Well, Spirited Away is not based on a book. So... Okay. Kiki's Delivery Services, apparently. Oh, so maybe we'll talk about that one one day. But I think a lot of them are based on children's books. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) And a lot of them are based on Japanese books. Okay, well, that part I could not do. So unless they they have English translations. They might be. Tales from Earth seems to be a good, good one. By by Japanese, that how's how's your kanji? Can you still read kanji? <laughs> if it has furigana, yes. That's the easier stuff, right? It's the cheat. That's, <laughs> that's not the one that has like six hundred characters or something. No, no. <laughs> Isn't it like hiragana and katsukana or something? Katakana and hiragana, yeah. But Tales from yeah, Earthsea is. is takes its inspiration. From the Earthsea Cycle, by acclaimed American author Ursula K. Le Guin, but also from a one-volume manga written by Hayao Miyazaki titled The Journey of Shuna. So we could do that one. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. But Spirited Away is just like an original Hayao Miyazaki masterpiece. They just did that, and they did a good. Love that one. And it is. It's just so good. It's so good. It's just, I mean, all of them are beautiful. I, I could say that about every single one but, of but Miyazaki's But this one is so, so weird in a beautiful way. And I think the main thing I need to clarify when I say beautiful, I'm mostly talking about Hayao Miyazaki. No offense to the other Studio Ghibli films, but there's a couple that I would not describe as beautiful. They're fun, but I would not use the word beautiful like my neighbor, the Yamadas fun not necessarily beautiful (laughs) i haven't seen that one it's not a miyazaki one (laughs) i think all of the ones that i've actually seen are only miyazaki are only miyazaki's yeah that's fair they're generally people's favorites whether him or his son because didn't his son then like take over for him or something no i have no idea I thought I saw something like that. Oh, my gosh. Child, quit kicking me so much. He has thoughts about Studio Ghibli and he wants to clearly that he wants that he wants known. Oh, my gosh. Okay. 
Yeah, but I would say, yeah, something about Spirited Away just, like, resonates with people. I mean, it's such a, like, really, when you look at it, it is such a unique story. Mm-hmm. And it's got some of the weirdest looking characters in it. It really does. But they're but but they're so lovable and you end up loving them anyway. And like, don't get me wrong, as a child, those pigs terrified me. Something about them. I was just like really freaked out by the pigs. They're real gross. The pigs? Yeah. Scared you? Really? Yeah. The pigs? The parents when they turned into pigs? I was like, ugh. <laughs> that was not something that. The rest of the movie I was fine with. Nothing else freaked me out. It was just the pigs. No, it was, um, the, um, the giant baby. <laughs> no, no face. What I, but not in his normal. No, like no when face he's like, when he's big and fat and after he's eaten all the food and is given out gold like and eating that, the people. That part is the, yeah, part the that grotesque one. I didn't like as a child. That's mm-hmm. fair. That part is very freaky. But. I just like Taku and Chihiro and oh, yes. it's just good. I mean, who as a child didn't have a small crush on Haku? Like, come on. If they say they didn't, they're lying. Yeah. <laughs> he was great. But um, um, Spirited Away is my is is tied probably with House Moving Castle. Yeah, I always put Howl's Moving Castle as my number one because it's the one I saw first. It's the nearest and dearest to my heart. But Spirited Away There's is no a very, very close There's no way you saw Howl's Moving Castle before Spirited Away because I remember us watching Spirited Away at our house in Massachusetts. Okay. I remember. you were like five. Yeah, I so don't remember. Just, okay. I don't remember it. <laughs> I remember I like seeing Howl's so. Moving Castle first. And so therefore, okay. that's your the one okay. that stuck like, with me. There's no way. I like. was an infant. <laughs> Don't remember. Um, other than Spirited Away and House Moving Castle. Kiki's Delivery favorites. Service is great. I also really like it's, Princess Mononoke. That one's a bit more intense. Definitely. I'd say Kiki's delivery service is good for all audiences. Princess Mononoke, maybe not for young children. <laughs> no, but it's so it's still it's such a cool story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who Princess Mononoke is their absolute favorite. Um, and it's a really cool story. Very well animated. It just wasn't. Mm hmm. No, My it's favorite. definitely more intense. And I would say that and that I think is one of the things that I like so much about Princess Mononoke is that it I mean, don't get me wrong. The story is still obviously rooted in like a fantasy world, but I really like that it does get a little bit more real almost well, yeah, it takes stronger inspiration from actual Japanese history. Actual, and like, Japanese history as yeah, well as, as, like, like real their conflicts. And, yeah, that have happened. Yeah, like, 
So I, and I think that's one of the reasons why I like it more. But yeah, Princess Mononoke isn't like PG. It's PG-13. Like yeah. it's an animated and I think, PG-13 Studio Ghibli film. I think part of the reason it's not higher on my list is because generally when I throw on a Ghibli film, it's because I want to feel good and chill and happy and just have warm vibes. And Princess Mononoke doesn't always give that. <laughs> So that's the only reason I mean, it's it still a little bit a happy lower. Ending. Oh, yeah, but there's like some moments in it where you're like, you know, no, but it's still I I still just think that the animation and everything oh, in Princess well, Mononoke yeah. is gorgeous. Yes, so very. Um, um, Kiki's Delivery Service was made in '89, though, and I'd say it definitely holds up. Mm-hmm. No, it's a good one. Yeah. I really like it. Well, Spirited Away was 2001. Mm-hmm. Howl's Moving Castle, oh, That's what I'm saying. I remember, like, renting it when it was still relatively new. Maybe that's why the pigs fr- still freak me and out. Because I was it five when I first family. saw it. <laughs> like, yeah. That trauma is still in the back. came out after, like. Yeah. And I think that's, I so. was older when Howl's Moving Castle came out. And I think that's why I remember it better. Yeah. I also remember when Ponyo came out, and I freaking love Ponyo. It's just fun. Well, Ponyo came out in 2008. Yeah. It's just fun. I remember the first time I watched Ponyo, I was babysitting, and they, like, had rented it, and I was like, yeah, let's watch this. And I was like, this is great. This is great. I don't know. I like a lot of, um, I, I, I don't know. I actually do... I'm looking it up because I was like, I think they were all they're not all um, Hayao Miyazaki. I really like from up on Poppy Hill. Mm hmm. Which was Goro Miyazaki. And that's why I said I'm pretty sure his son is involved, too. Isn't Goro Miyazaki his son? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Hayao Miyazaki is his dad. So there you go. I was not making things up. When I said yeah. that his son. No, from up at Poppy Hill is very cute. Along. It's very sweet. Uh, well, and it's again, it's it's a little bit more real. <laughs> Where think, it's set yeah. more in modernization and. Um, I don't know, it's. It's also a little bit more sad in some spots and whatnot, but you want to talk sad. Really like Let's it. talk Grave of the Fireflies. Rip your heart oh, yeah, out. But that one's also really good. Yeah, but it's so sad. It's just a that, that one's that not one, Hayao Miyazaki. That one was Takahata. I know. Uh, it's sad. <laughs> it's real sad. Um, but beautiful, but sad. Yes, but sad. Uh, yeah. the weirdest Ghibli film. No, I won't say the weirdest. The one that made less sense, like to me. Whisper of the Heart, I never could really get. I've only I haven't watched seen that it. one. Yeah, it's. I'm gonna be honest, haven't seen it. The only it. reason I watched it is because the cat returns. The cat in the cat returns is from Whisper of the Heart, so I felt like I needed oh, to watch really? Whisper of the Heart. You don't really need to. There's not that much tie over. <laughs> but hmm. I love the cat returns. It's in my top five Ghibli films. It's hilarious. It always makes me laugh. So many cat puns. So good. And it's got freaking Wesley as the cat's voice. So uh, Carrie L's 
and it has Anne Hathaway yeah. as the main girl. So it's just they did great on the voice acting and it's just so fun. If you haven't watched The Cat Returns, highly recommend. I have not seen The Cat Returns. You need so. to watch it. It's so funny. It's so good. But um, I like Castle in the Sky. Mm-hmm. That one's fun. That one's from 86. That's an older one. Uh, now, Nas- I never know Nausicaa. how to say. Is it Nausicaa? Nausicaa. Nausicaa. That's yeah. a classic one. Yeah. That one's 84. That one's really old. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's another one done by Hayao Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. So Tales from Earthsea. I remember the first time I watched that, I didn't realize it was a Studio Ghibli. I just saw it was an animated one. I think it was on like Netflix or something at the time. Well, the way it's animated. It's very different, but it's a really Ugh, cool story. Me. It is different. But that's another one done by um, Hayao Miyazaki's son. Yeah. So. But it's cool. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Palm but Poco yeah, is one of those ones that we just, you know, we don't need to talk about. I don't know. I like My Neighbor Totoro. It's great for kids. It's cute. It's cute. It's fun. It's, it's not uplifting. One I pick to watch. And it's pretty. And it's pretty. Okay. I never throw Again, it on the personally. It's pretty. But I don't know. It's just hard. They've they've done so many. Yeah. I wonder what the number is. How the many? Tale of Princess know. Kaguya is straight up an adaptation of Japanese folk to, oh, like, yeah. folktale. How many Ghibli films are there? Boom. A lot. Well, there's list of Studio Ghibli works. How about that? Because some of them are considered feature films. Some of them are considered short films. Oh, interesting. What's the okay. difference? Interesting. And then they've apparently made video games. What? Mm-hmm. What video games That's have they made? That's not surprising. It's J- Japanese. Um, no, that is surprising. Jade. There are plenty of Japanese places that don't make video games. Jade Cocoon. There's... More than one of those. Magic Pangle. Nino Kuni. And there's one, two, three, four of those Nino Kuni games. Hmm. The role playing video game. You learn on something new. Nintendo every day. and PlayStation. They're all Nintendo and PlayStation games. Oh, Nino Kuni, okay. I didn't know that that was made by Studio Ghibli. Good to know. So feature films. It says it's published by Bandai, though. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that the story wasn't done by Studio Ghibli. That makes sense. You look at that art or anything. And that art looks straight up Ghibli. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then there's just other works. And then a whole bunch of stuff that's considered pre Ghibli. What that Before means. they were officially then Ghibli? Then there's cooperative works. They worked cooperatively for, on Sailor Moon Super S the movie. Wow. Okay, but they how many one of just... The production associa- association studios. I'm a huge Sailor Moon girl, so. They also worked on Dragon Ball Movie 4, The Path to Power. <laughs> and Neon, Neon Genesis Evangelion. So wow. it, it, 
But how many just films are there? I know, I've got to count. Hold on. I, I am counting, I think, two. 51. Nausicaa is the first one that's listed on this Wikipedia page. For feature films, that's what I'm saying. Not everything is listed as a feature film. And I'm like, okay, what makes it a feature film versus not a feature film? Length, maybe? I don't know. Because listed under featured films, there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. 23. 23. Interesting. And I'm like, yet when I just Google Studio Ghibli works, way more than 23 things show up. So I don't know. Well, I looked up Studio Ghibli films produced and 51 showed up. Wow. So um, I don't produced know. versus release, maybe? That's true. I don't know. Anyways, that's not important. What's important is it's not important. Great. And the best ones really are done by Hayao Miyazaki. So. Sorry. That's just our opinions. It's okay if you have a different one. You're just wrong. No. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised he's a co-founder of Studio Ghibli. Yeah. And every time he tries to retire, he just keeps coming back because everyone loves him so much. Honestly. Who, who else founded it with him? Isao Takahata. He's done some. And Toshio Suzuki. But I don't remember seeing Toshio Suzuki's he's a producer. name as... He's a producer. So, but he never directed or actually no. like wrote so anything. It says okay. on, on Wikipedia, the studio was founded on June 15th, 1985 by directors Hayao Miyazaki and Isao Takahata and producer Toshio Suzuki. After the successful performance of, the top, of top crafts, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Hmm. So that would make sense. Yeah, that would make sense why Nausicaa is like they list as their first one, even though technically it came out and then they were like, oh, that did really good. We should make a natural studio and keep doing these, I guess. Hmm. Cool. Now I want to go to the uh, Ghibli Museum in Mitaka, Tokyo. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Wow. Five of the studio's films are among the 10 highest grossing anime feature films made in Japan. Spirited Away is As second, they should be. grossing 31.68 billion yen in Japan and over U.S. 380 million worldwide. And Princess Mononoke is As fourth. As it should. As it should. What's number one? Um, let's see. Ten highest grossing anime feature films. <laughs> uh, are we talking worldwide? Or are we talking... Mr. Worldwide. Pitbull. Demon Slayer the movie. Mugen Train. Oh, okay, that's not surprising. Okay, yep, that make, that that checks out. That just... <laughs> yeah, that was in 2020. But number two, Spirited Away from 2001. So that means up until 2020, Spirited Away was number one. Yeah. That checks and out And then number well. three, Your Name, which makes sense. That one did very well. Oh, that also makes sense. That's Number four, Howl's Moving Castle. Is that based on something? Is there a way we could talk about that? I don't think so. Four is Howl's Moving Number Castle. Number what? Number four is Howl's Moving Castle. Number five is Ponyo. Number five is... Oh. Number six is Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, which makes sense. I don't know what that is. 
seven, Weathering With You, eight, Stand By Me, Doraemon, nine, Pokemon, the first movie, and ten, Princess Mononoke. Oh, Pokemon, that's a good, yep, that makes sense as well. Yep. Forget about those Pokemon movies. There's a lot of Pokemon movies. But that's the first movie, which I remember. 1998. I remember when that one came out. 1998. Yes. I remember. I remember. But, yeah, so, I, I mean, they've got... To see those, I remember going to see quite a few Pokemon movies in theaters as a child, so... But, yeah, they have four in the top ten still, so... Good. Good job. Good for them. All right, well, this Anyways, mini has rambled. Blabbing. <laughs> I mean, we could talk about Studio Ghibli for a while, but if you have never seen a Studio Ghibli film, you should. Who are you? Have you been living under yeah. a rock? Yeah. <laughs> um, if you only watch one, my recommendation would be Howl's Moving Castle, and then you can listen to our episode that we released last week. Um, I would say that if... You're not into anime at all. Mm -hmm. Howl's Moving Castle is probably a bit more palatable than Spirited Away. But I do think that everybody should see Spirited Away. That's fair. Like, that is you just, you fair. You just need to. Yeah, I know all of them are available on HBO Max if you have a subscription there. Um, if not, you can always rent them um, or buy them. Pretty much wherever you get films. So wherever you get wherever you get your films, wherever you get your films <laughs> from. Um, anyways, anyway, other than that, what is your favorite Studio Ghibli movie? That's what we're going to ask on the socials. Yes. What is your favorite Studio Ghibli movie? And we will see. I'm going to do it as a let's do it as a poll. OK. And then maybe an open comment one, too, if somebody has some obscure one. But, Kay. you know, like of those common ones, I'm curious what will what will lead lead the pack. Maybe so. we'll do a uh, we'll do a little bracket, little bracket tier competition. We'll do like top eight and then narrow it down to top two and see uh, see what wins. I'm curious. Yes. But otherwise, we hope that you all have a good week. And don't forget to read. <laughs>